I want to talk to you tonight about conversation with God. Prayer is conversation with God. In Jeremiah 33 and 3, he says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. There's stuff that we don't know. Sometimes we think we know, but we do not know. And the Lord says, you call to me, and I'm going to show you things which you do not know. That means that to sit in here tonight, in the past in our lives, and let me tell you, in the days to come, there's going to be some things that we do not know. And we have to call upon the Lord for it. I think that's why Jesus spent all the time that he did talking with the with, with the Father, praying. Because there was things that he did not know in the flesh. He didn't know what tomorrow held. He didn't know who was going to be standing at his door. He didn't know what was needed to be done. And I personally believe that Jesus was continually talking to the Father. Somebody came up to him with a problem. He may not have knew that moment was coming. But he did know, help me, Father. The Father knows what we need, and he's looking for a vessel to be used by him. And the only way that can happen is if we hear his voice. And as we hear his voice and act upon that, we start learning something called trust. And we can trust the Lord then, because he'll never lead us in a bad place. He'll never take us down somewhere and leave us hanging, so to speak. He won't leave us out there if he led you there. And there's a purpose for that, then he's going to see it through. Sometimes we don't see it through. Sometimes we just throw in the towel and give up and say, All right, Jesus, you, I don't get it. I don't know. I can't be used by you. And uh, that's a bad place to be because we're not hearing from the Father when that happens. But call to me, and I will answer you. Prayer is more than us just talking to God and with our requests. Prayer is listening. And if we call to him, he promises that he will answer us. Therefore, we have to listen. Those are powerful words, and it's a promise from God. Why, then, would we not pray? Brother Shaw brought up an interesting statistic the other week. Talked about how little people pray. Church people pray. And if there's anything to it, it makes you wonder with this piece of scripture, knowing the promise that God has given, if you call to me, I will answer. Why don't we pray? And we have many reasons that keep us from prayer, right? Life gets in the way. You start a regiment with God of reading your Bible. You start a regiment with God praying. You get started doing that. And it ain't long till somebody throws a, a monkey in your wrench. A wrench in your cogs. You know what I mean. And that's what Satan does because he, he understands that there's power in prayer. I'm going to define that here in just a minute. I, I believe I believe we're going to go there. 
Many times when we pray, it can become just another habit. We've been doing this since I've been pastoring here at some point having a prayer service and spending time in prayer. And sometimes it becomes the habit. And I, I, I don't want this to sound wrong, but you know me, I'm like Peter. I take the right foot out of my mouth and I stick the left one in it. I wish I didn't do that, but look around you tonight. Our prayer services used to be a lot more. Why is that? That tells you we need to pray for our brothers and sisters that used to be among us on prayer night, that they're occasional drop-ins on prayer night. Because prayer can become something that, if we're not careful, it can become something that, that is just another habit. It's just something that we're doing. It's just an option that we use. It's something that we pick up and we put down for our own purposes. It's not something that we, it could and should be something more. And that's the conversation with God. And prayer is a mighty vehicle for us. It is something we use to carry out the purposes of God. There is no way we can do what God wants us to do without talking to him. And hearing from him. There is no way that we can do that. We have to spend that time in prayer seeking him and talking to him. Seeking his guidance. I pray so that I can preach. I pray so that I can lead. I pray so that we can accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. I pray for our church. I pray for your hunger. I pray for your Deadness that hits sometimes, and it happens. I'm talking truth right now. It happens. You see somebody riding up here, and be ready because at some time, the devil's going to come, and there's going to be something that's going to make their altitude drop a little bit. And that's where we, as the church, as the group, as the body, we step in. I can't make them do it, and you can't make them do it, but we can go to the Father on their behalf. Why? Because it is the enemy that is tearing them down. He's trying to tear them out. He'll, he'll come and try to do that to you and me. But that's why we have this kind of prayer. But it's so that we can do what God has given us to do. But whenever we talk to God, we, wanna, we should be wanting to hear from him. Our typical prayer goes like this. Lord bless sweetie. She needs you. Just, just work in her life. Bless her abundantly. Help her through whatever it is she's going through. And, and I just know you can. I come to you, Lord, because I know you are the answer. You're the one. Just look out for her. And then we'll move on. And Lord, pray for Randy. I, that you know the devil's after him, and I just want you, Lord, to protect him and, and, and help him through, strengthen him. And then we move on and we get to Susie and so on and so forth. Then we say amen, and then we do it again tomorrow. Is that about right? What did we leave out? We didn't listen. Because he may have said, I want to help her, but I need somebody to talk to her. I need somebody to talk to him. 
And as we have our Bible open, as we have our time, as we're seeking God, and whenever these things start pouring in, we start writing them down because there's an enemy there wanting to snatch it away. I can't tell you how much that's happened. Something goes in, like, boy, that's good. And 15 minutes later, what was it? Help me, Jesus, because i got to get it back because I remember it was good. What was it? But then the next part is, is being the feet of Jesus and the mouth of Jesus. Then it's having that conversation. And we weigh whether or not we want to have that conversation, don't we? Am I right on that? Don't we weigh and say, oh, I can't have that conversation with them? The prodigal has returned. Messing with you, Alicia, don't, don't throw a shoe at me. But we need to be hearing what God has to say. You've always heard that prayer changes things. I've heard that. Can I tell you something? Write this one down. You need this one. Prayer don't change anything. Because if the act of prayer was the thing that made the difference, that had the power, then I could pray to that piano and things would get done. I can come up here and kneel in front of this altar and pray and things wouldn't get done. Things wouldn't happen because prayer in and of itself can't change one thing. The change in the power is in God. The change in the power is in the one in whom we pray to. So the prayer don't change anything. It's the one that we pray to. Because the Hindus will pray to cows. And they do it all the time. They are pretty strong in their prayer life. But it doesn't do anything. That cow cannot change anything. And by the way, this carpeted piece of wood up here that we call an altar, it can't change anything. It's got to be God who does it. It's got to be God who does the feeding. It's got to be God who does the leading. So the prayer is about talking to him. And I know that's kind of a play on words, but that's it is what it is. We can't just be enthusiastic about prayer. You know, you can talk to God and not say a word with your mouth. Or you can talk to God and you can get loud and excited and enthusiastic about prayer because we're calling upon God to move. That doesn't do anything. Only God does the moving. Only God has the power. So that if the enthusiastics had something to do with it, then we'd see all kinds of stuff happening because we can get excited and we can get enthusiastic about what God does. Can I tell you something? Sometimes more seed lands in the field when the wind ain't blowing. Let that one soak in. You get out seeding and the wind's blowing, it's going to land over yonder somewhere. And you're not going to reap a crop from it because it'll be scattered everywhere. It's going to be on the other guy's land and you can't go get it. So this prayer is about God. See, it's not that prayer has the power is that God has the power in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16 he says rejoice always pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you 
pray without ceasing. Rejoice. I don't have nothing to rejoice about. Yes, I do got something to rejoice about. I'm saved. I'm living in a box. I don't have any food to eat. It's cold outside and I'm cold. I don't have nothing to rejoice about. Yes, you do if you're a child of God. Because you're getting ready someday to go home. Your Father knows everything that you need. And that's when we can rejoice. There's sickness in my family. Why is God letting this happen? You let God worry about that because He is God. He's perfect. He ain't never made a mistake yet. And He ain't going to start. So we can rejoice. Why? We talk to Him. And then we hear from Him. And sometimes He gives us a comforting word. But rejoice always. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. The will of God is that we do give that thanks. Thanksgiving is coming up. Let's give thanks. Let's start now, by the time Thanksgiving comes, that we can sit at our Thanksgiving table with the turkey and the food and give thanks not just for the food that's there, but for the things that's been going on, the things that God has done. Has God been doing things for you this year? Yes, he has. I mean, Sister Margaret couldn't get to church months ago. Look at her now. Remember when we had feet washing? We had the, you couldn't come, but we got it done, didn't we? And now you're getting to church. That is the result of prayer to our God who hears us and he will show us things to come. That's what it's about. Brother Eddie, you got nothing to worry about Tuesday. Our Heavenly Father has heard our prayers. And His will is perfect. His will is perfect. In 1 John 5 and 14, now this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. According to His will, if we ask anything, He hears us. Prayer is conversation with the one who is always there. No matter where you're at, I told you this morning, no matter what's going on, God's there. You're wondering why I got this screwdriver on. This is driving you crazy. God, let me tell you, he's always seeking conversation with us. He is always seeking conversation. He's always ready to communicate with us. He's just waiting for us to do it. I want you to think about Adam and Eve in the garden. I'm almost finished. Remember they ate from the tree that they shouldn't have ate from? And they got all this knowledge and wisdom, and it really made them dumber. What did they do? They went and hid. And so God comes walking through the garden. That's what the Bible says, right? He comes walking through the garden in the cool of the day, when him and Adam used to take strolls and have conversation and have communion, they really got together. I, and I picture God. I mean, God's big, right? He's everything. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, Jurassic Park dinosaurs walking through and you could hear him coming. I know I got a weird mind. Y'all just ba bear with me. But God comes walking through the garden. I mean, they knew he was coming because they hid. So was it loud footsteps or was it like deer's? creeping through the woods but they heard oh it's God let's go hide what did God say to them Adam where are you 
Why did he ask the question? He is God. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's everywhere. He knows every thought. As he starts walking through the garden, he, he hears them in his, in his head, in his spirit. He hears Adam say to Eve, let's go hide. Here comes God. Because we done messed up. He heard that conversation too. Why in the world did he say, Adam, where are you? So they could have a conversation. It goes back that far. Before they fell, they had the conversation with God. I can just picture Adam right now saying, should we call this a horse? It looks like a horse to me. What do you think, God? And God's like, I left that up to you, son. If you want to call it a horse, it's a horse. I picture that in my mind. I picture them having this conversation and him trying to needle God to say, won't you lead me on this? Which way should I go on this one here? What, should I call that a tomato? Or a tomato? <laughs> and God's like, son, this is yours. This is the gift I've given to you. You want to call it a tomato? That's good. You want to call it a tomato? We'll go with that. We might use both. And that's how the story happened, right? But I picture that. They're in the garden having the conversation. And when they fail, see, I want you to get this part. When they fail, God didn't say, well, it's over. I'm done. I ain't going back. He walked in the garden knowing exactly what was happening. Adam, where are you? Have you ever heard him, Brother Danny, say, Danny, where are you? Brother Willie, have you ever heard him say, Willie or Samson, where are you? I want to talk to you, but I'm leaving it up to you. You see, that's the power of prayer. We get to talk to the one who has the authority, the one who can. You see, many times... I got this out of my toolbox. It's a screwdriver. And I'm not a mechanic, and I'm not a, a uh, what's those guys that build carpenter. I'm kind of a guy that I got a screwdriver in case I need it, but I don't use it a lot. It's got more rust on it than it does have smudged word from use. But it's a tool. Many times prayer is what we go to and we go to the toolbox and we get the tool out and we don't use it much so we're not familiar with it and if we use it a lot we get blisters on our hands and we saw this screw needs to be tightened and we come up here and then we don't even know what size to get so we got to make a couple of trips back to get the right one before long we put it off to tomorrow or the phone rings and something else comes up and we do this like a month from now but we get the screwdriver and we tighten the screw and we go back to the toolbox and my toolbox by the way you don't want to come to my toolbox it gets laid in there without getting shut and it stays there till the next time I need a screwdriver many times that's how we treat prayer We don't need to do that.
we need to have conversation with our Heavenly Father. Hello. Prayer is not a tool. It's not a tool that we use when something needs fixed. Prayer is conversation with our Heavenly Father. You know, a lot of stuff might not get broke if we spent more time talking to our Heavenly Father. Sometimes we get to go through stuff because he's getting our attention. You know, I've got gout in my foot. Oh, Lord, I need you. And he's saying, yeah, I've been trying to talk to you. I had to give you gout so you'd start talking to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm not God, but think about it. Sometimes, remember the chastisement message last week? Sometimes he gets our attention. So tonight, let's pray. And we're going to pray for our our requests that people have have already put in. And I even feel like I know what this one's about. Because they're dependent on us praying. And I'm going to ask God to answer this. And I almost feel like I know what it's about. But I'm still going to ask him to move on the behalf of this request that was put in. I'm going to trust in him. And while I'm there, I'm going to wait and listen. So what do you got to tell me? If he don't answer me tonight, after I go to bed tonight, when I get up in the morning, by the way, if you need me, call sweetie. I'll be in the woods, and she can get a hold of me. But for a few hours, I'm going to go and freeze to death in the morning and watch squirrels, hoping a deer will come by. And while I'm there, if I didn't get an answer tonight, we're going to have the conversation again in the morning as I'm in the tree stand. And I'm going to say, Lord, now there's nothing here to bother me except these confounded squirrels. Maybe my mind's clear enough I can hear you now. Because you might have an answer for this person, and you might need to leave me because there's no name on it. It just says special request, and I think I know what it's about. But I don't know. But he does. And he may say, Ken, here's what this is about, and here's what I need you to do. It may be nothing. It may be a word of scripture. I don't know what it is, but I can guarantee you he already knows about it. And he knows what the solution is. And I may be the tool. That might be why it came to me. There's nothing chance in life. It may be, he said, all right, now I'm putting it in your court. Ironic. Very ironic. So let's pray tonight. And then let's listen. They're going to play us some music. Don't get too loud with the music tonight, George. I want us to kind of be free. If you need to visit with somebody, do it at a hushed tone if you can. Respect because somebody is seeking God. And they might be waiting for an answer. 